Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each episode we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and experts who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals, made their successes, all to inspire you in your business and career. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode of Inspiring Salon Professionals. This week I'm going to be talking to you about creating um, images for your salon business purposes, whether that be for your website, price list, for your social channels, whatever it is, wherever you need to use those images. Um, Because we all need to have images of our business and of ourselves as professionals. And you can obviously go and do this with a professional. I've done this a few times now. And you go and you pay them generally a, a fixed fee. And they will take um, X number of photos and provide you with like, a portfolio of work around the selection of photos that you ask them to take and the different styles and venues and that kind of thing. But Obviously, that is um, possibly financially restrictive to some people. And so I just thought that this week we'd talk about how you can do your own like kind of professional style photos and get something that promotes your business professionally and within the industry also makes you look like a professional because for me there's nothing worse I'm forever scouring the internet trying to find photos that I can use for different things for some of my projects um, when I want something generic and not of me or of my business and it's really really difficult to find photos where there's a salon environment and the people in that image are dressed appropriately or behaving appropriately or are wearing the appropriate um, personal protective equipment. And we all know as professionals that that's a really important factor. And that when we show ourselves to our potential clients, we need to show them that we are taking care of them completely. And that we are professionals, that we behave professionally, we abide by our standards, and that we are going to take care of them and make sure that we work hygienically and cleanly. So let's just begin and we will start working out how you can create your great images for your business. Creating professional images for your salon business is really crucial for establishing credibility and trust with those potential clients and even just maintaining that image with the clients that you already have. These images will serve as a a representation of your branding and of the services that you offer. And when people come across your website or your social channels, their first impression is going to be formed through the images that you have on on your website or on your socials. Let's face it, whenever we're looking, if we're going through Facebook, if you just see text, you tend to scroll past. If you see an image, you stop and you take that image in. And whether you do that consciously or subconsciously, but those images are really very very effective so making the most of those opportunities with the best pictures you can is really going to help your business our first port of call really should be looking at what our national occupational standards are and i bang on about this quite a lot but they really are very important to what we do and if you've been through formal education all formal education is based on national occupational standards that are in place at that time um 
sometimes they can be a bit lagging behind like at the moment a lot of the the NOS that were rewritten over the last couple of years are still waiting to be implemented once they are they will all be updated and then everybody will be operating to those standards and that's how they are intended to work so how can you portray that you operate your business in line with professional standards so you need to remember um, that reflecting those in your business is important because they act as a benchmark for our industry. They act as an outline for the expected level of competence and the conduct that a potential client can expect to receive when they come to your business. So how will the standards and how they are portrayed by us, how will that look in an image? So think about your personal appearance. You need to present yourself in a neat and tidy manner. This is important no matter what part of the industry you're in. But there's also an element like when you're in beauty and nails, um, hair it really doesn't come into so much because obviously it's all about your hair. And as a as a stylist, you know, you need to have your hair looking on trend. You need to have it looking neat, clean, presentable. But it isn't about whether that hair's in your face. But for beauty and nails in those areas um, and for massage and anywhere that you are going to be touching um, hands on skin, you need to have your hair tied back. And this is because if you have hair hanging down, um, it's not hygienic because you're going to constantly be having to move it out of the way. And hair is renowned as being not the cleanest part of our body. It's out in pollutants all the time. And, you know, there's potential for all sorts of things to be picked up by your hair as you are walking around. It could be pollen. It could be pollutants of some kind. There are many, many things just sort of like general, you know, um, car fumes and stuff as you walk down the street. And if you're constantly having to touch your hair and then you're putting those hands on your client's face, you're potentially putting pollutants onto their face or pollen onto their face. And if they suffer from hay fever, that could really affect their day. So, really really do bear in mind that as professionals we are not meant to have our hair hanging if you have that hair hanging down and it affects your workspace in any way whatsoever or means you have to keep touching it you need to tie it back in images where your hair is hanging down firstly it could possibly obscure your face and it's quite important that if you're the face of your business people know what you look like you also need to think about in this process about what you're wearing are you wearing a professional uniform like a tunic and um, trousers? Do you have a salon branded t-shirt, aprons? Is it something that represents your brand and your business as a professional? We all love to dress down a little bit, let's face it, and I'm a great one for being as relaxed as possible when I'm working. But do bear in mind that if you have got a relaxed approach to how you dress at work, maybe having a name badge, maybe just having a t-shirt with your brand on it. All of those things, just do something to elevate the look of your business. And just and if you can do that whole t-shirt with your brand on it or an apron with your brand on it, every photo, that photo is then automatically linked to your business. And it really, really helps to continue building on that brand awareness and that brand knowledge for your local area. Another area that is quite often overlooked when people are creating images for their businesses is about hygiene and PPE. Now, we all know, and especially since the pandemic, how important PPE is. Many of us have had knowledge that we didn't have before. Some of us have had that knowledge refreshed. 
and others knew it already and were already working to what are the industry standards. So you need to check the NOS and you need to understand that, for example, when you're carrying out a waxing service, you need to be wearing gloves. And that doesn't just apply to intimate waxing, that applies to all waxing. If you're performing a nail service, you should be wearing gloves. That is part of the standards. Um, and if there's many, many treatments that this applies to, check your course content, check the National Occupational Standards for the services that you provide. I'm not going to list all of them here because I'll be here forever. But the chances are you already know whether you're supposed to be wearing gloves, whether you're supposed to be wearing a mask, whether you're supposed to be wearing an apron, whatever the PPE is, you know whether you're supposed to be wearing it or not. And most often professionals make a choice to not wear it because they don't feel comfortable, that gloves get sweaty or gloves feel uncomfortable, they're too tight, they're too loose. Invest in gloves that fit and invest in PPE that works for you. It isn't a one size fits all for most PPE and hunting around and trying to make sure that you have the right PPE for the purpose that you need it for will help you to become a better professional. Much of my work over the years has been very nail focused, but I also provide a huge amount of beauty and massage services as well as part of my businesses that I've had. And it is really, really important that we recognise that when we see a photo and as a professional providing services where they should be wearing gloves, you know, if you're doing acrylic nails or gel nails, you should be wearing gloves. And it doesn't matter whether that's for a professional photo or for a client or for you doing your mate's nails, whatever it is, you know, it's a protection for you. And you need to show the world that you understand how to work with your products safely. And part of the process of something like nails or with um, hair color, all of those different things, all of them can be irritants. You know, this is why we have to allergy test for some products, you know, they are known irritants. And so if that is the case and you're working with irritants, you need to protect your hands. And that needs to be shown in any professional images that you create for your business. Put the gloves on, start becoming the standards, start setting that bar within our industry and showing people out there what they should be looking for when they go to a salon because that is what will set you apart currently within this world is you've got the places where they don't bother and the places where they do bother and following on from covid so many clients want to go very much more to places where they do bother so make sure your professional images show that and following on from that as we sort of like move down through the therapist um, and onto their work area is another area that's really important and there's so many photographs out there that don't show um, clarity on what a professional workstation should look like and it doesn't matter whether you have a hair station, a, um, a beauty room where you've got your massage couch and you've got your trolley, if you're at a nail desk, whatever your area of expertise is, make sure that when you're portraying yourself in these images that you actually have a clear and tidy workspace make sure that it's you know there's if it's nails there's no dust make sure if there's if your hair there's no hair hair cuttings anywhere if your beauty just make sure that your cotton pads that you've used on someone's face are out of the way keep all of your areas clear and make sure that you are working hygienically because there's nothing worse than seeing a photograph where there's debris or it does it just doesn't feel clean you know that is a very very important thing to factor in and it also helps to show your clients your attention to detail and that 
mostly what we do requires attention to detail and if you can put that across even if it's subliminal if you can put that across in your images it's going to give that whole like no like trust um, element for a potential client to maybe give you the booking rather than somebody else we've looked a little bit at preparation and understanding the importance of what professional images can do um, and how aligning yourself to our industry standards and showing that in your images can be very helpful. So let's just have a look at some more practical tips um, when we're actually gonna start taking the photographs. So you need to make sure you've got good lighting. It's crucial for producing sharp and clear professional images and making sure that you use natural light wherever you can, but also um, investing in appropriate lighting. So whether that's a ring light or you can get like obviously studio lights, if you're gonna do this um, and take images regularly to update your your potential clients and to update your audience it may well be worth investing in some proper studio lighting that I have some and it all folds away and goes down into a little kit bag and it really is quite easy just to sort of put away in the cupboard when you're not using them and you'll find that when you use something like that it really really does make a difference with your photos and especially you know if you're taking photos of products and things you know I mean I've, I used to when I had my salon I used to do a lot of photos of products and lots of different setups and I used I had a big three meter square window at the front of my business and so and it had a big white um sort of like shelf area in front of it it was just like a big sort of bay window and I used to quite often do little photo shoots on there and have different setups on there because it had such amazing natural light and it worked really, really well. So just find somewhere where you can get really good images. And I actually had a, had a, a compliment once from one of my brands I worked with, and they were just so impressed with some of the photography that I that I created, because it, if you can get that crispness to those images, it really, really helps just push that message out. You need to kind of pay attention as well to the framing and what is what makes up your images or the composition of your images. In photography, there's something called the rule of thirds, and it's a fundamental principle of um, photography composition. And it just helps to create a visually pleasing and balanced image. So especially if you're doing um, product imagery, but also if you're taking images of clients as well, just to have this to bear in mind. The theory is that you take a horizontal line and a vertical line. And that gives you, and if you divide, if you think of that in squares and put those overlap each other, and then you end up with four corners as well. And that gives you effectively like a nine square grid. Keep this in your mind's eye. And then when you are aligning your main subjects or your point of interest, keep them aligned with the grid lines and the intersections. The law of thirds can add extra um, interest and balance into your photos and it really does help if you avoid placing the subject directly in the center of your nine square grid because then it can make it look a little bit static and not quite as engaging as it could be and although there is no this isn't a hard fast rule that you have to do this to take your photos it might help and also just sort of think about using angles taking photos from a slight angle can really really help just sort of put you into that person's eye view that is looking at your photograph and where they'd be sitting at so just kind of think about how you place especially for you doing people's faces and people's nails think about placement of those and for nail shots and i know definitely for nail shots there are many many different um 
image guides out there of how for hand placement because hands can be really difficult to photograph so just have a look online and just see what's out there and the different kind of hand holds that you can have and if you're doing faces is it easy with the eyes open with the eyes closed from the left from the right above behind you know obviously behind for a face is not going to be good um but if you're doing hair the behind photo is like the one that seems to be the most popular and everybody wants to see those beautiful soft curls and the balayage going onto the photograph but for me i actually i always want to turn the chair around so you can you know do fronts and backs of people's hair it isn't just as simple as looking at the back of someone's hair i've got really short hair and backs, you know, the back of my hair doesn't really interest me because it's, I know exactly what it looks like and it's quite boring. You know, I love my hairdresser, but the back of my hair is a bit boring. It doesn't do very much. And for me, it's all about the front of my hair. So as, as, a, as a hairdresser, mix it up a little bit. You know, if you have got that beautiful straight line and the perfect cut at the back of the hair, then fine, show that, that that's a real skill that you've got. But also, you know, show the look on that person's face and let the, the viewer see the confidence you've given that client. Because seeing that client's face tells a very, very different picture from your technical skill. And that way, if you do the back photo and the front photo as someone that does hair, you're going to see two very, very different stories. And you'll see that that combination may actually help win you more clients because when they see happy faces they're more likely to want to come to you if they just see the back of head and technical ability it is only part of the story so once you've thought about what you're going to put in the photo the composition of it that is um, think about what you need to also show so what is it you want to sell in this photograph are you selling you as a professional? Are you in the photograph or is it a member of your team in that photograph? How do you want them to appear? Do they need their hair tied back? Do they need to have a fresh face of makeup? Do they need to have had a spray tan? Do they need to have perfect nails? Do they need to wear gloves? Do they need something that tells that potential client about who you are and who your business is? Just think about how that works. So. This is the time when you start thinking about hairs tied back, whether you need to wear gloves, whether your workstation is clean and tidy, and how you're going to showcase the message that you're putting across. And lastly, in this kind of like, you know, getting your photo right um, section is the editing and the branding of it. And using um, photo editing tools to enhance your images can be really, really helpful. But remember as well is that people need to see reality and that when you start applying filters, that isn't really the truth. And although, you know, some people can't live their life without filters, I do know several people in the industry that will not have a photo put up that hasn't been filtered. We do need to bear in mind that especially if you're trying to sell a result or you're trying to sell um, a technique, you need it to be realistic if you're at because effectively you're advertising and if you are false advertising um then you could get in problems with the um, asa the advertising standards authority but just make sure that whatever you put out there is real and truthful because that's what's going to come back to your brand and make sure that people know that they can trust you wherever you can make sure that you add your salon's logo so for example um you can have say I used to use like mouse mats and stuff as well were quite handy especially for close-up nail shots um, and I had my salon logo all over one just in little squares all over it so that it, it brands it and it holds that 
um, tight to your brand. So then people can't take your images. And that's a really, really important thing that you do not want people taking your images. So make sure you look at, at backdrops, make sure you look at um, desk mats and things like that bed mats, whatever you have that is behind that client. If you're using client imagery befores and afters, make sure that if you can get something that lays underneath them, that sits behind them, that lays under their hands, lays next to their face on that bed, but make sure that those images have a brand on them so that people can't take them and use them for their own and make something of the work that you have done rather than the work that they have done. And if you if you can't have that um, stuff live with you while you're taking your photographs, make sure that you've got a good quality watermark that you can overlay onto your images when you're digitally editing them. And one other thing that I would mention as well is that you may want to consider having somewhere that is a dedicated space for photography. Because if you're doing it in a treatment room or a nail desk or at your workstation chair, there's a potential that your next client might need to come in and, and use that chair. And whilst your um, someone may be setting that up for you, you could be off with the, your previous client going to take photos in, in a dedicated area. So think about if that's something you could use. I mean, obviously, if you're in a one in a one um, room space, there's no reason why you can't have a, a little area where you've got a backdrop or you've got a, um, somewhere to put the hands over that you can use to show the results of your services. If you have got space and you can leave your lighting in that area, you know, you know you've always got a ready to go photo opportunity. And that may really, really help when you're trying to capture a high quality image at the end of a treatment. Just make sure that it's well lit and that it's free from other debris and distractions and make sure that the focus is has the ability, or like you have the ability to keep the focus on the client and the transformation um, rather than all of any other bits and pieces that might be floating around in the back of that shop. Also remember how much time it can save you if you've got a dedicated area. And if you're streamlining that process for capturing the before and after shots, it's gonna save you time. And it's also gonna make sure that you present your work in a consistent way. If the setup is always the same, you're always going to get a consistent type of photograph that goes out that matches your branding, that matches everything about your business that is there time and time again. And it just reinforces all of that um, brand awareness with your clients. Lastly, we're gonna, in the kind of photo setup style, we're gonna have a look at salon selfies or client selfies. And we see lots and lots of client selfies across the internet and different social platforms and so on. And they serve as really, really real and authentic testimonials that other clients are going to see and think, I like that. Could I have that color? Could I have that style? Can that result happen for my face? Um, can I lose that much weight? You know, whatever it is that you're helping those clients to do. If you have somebody's selfies, it's a different level of photographic evidence and just social proof that your services work and that you can achieve the result and you can feel as happy as the person in that photograph. So when clients are sharing their positive experiences and their transformations on your social channels or even on their own, it really helps to get a buzz and maybe attract potential clients to your salon that may not have found you. So those selfies provide an opportunity for clients to express their creativity and their individual style. And as long as you've got their permission, there's no reason why you can't adopt those images for use within your own digital um, photographic 
images that you're going to create and it could be that you ask them if you can have a copy of their image and you can then download that so you can use it in canva to create digital assets that you can use on social media so they can be really really handy but you have to remember that although they can be beneficial there are some drawbacks that you might want to consider and that is that they're not going to have the same level of photography skills maybe or the experience of taking photos of said treatment um, and they're not necessarily going to focus in on the things that you may want detailed photographs of so they're much more sort of like a passing glance rather than a, that detail that you're going to see and it may also be that their phone isn't as good as your phone so the camera may not be as good but there's going to be issues potentially with lighting and how they set it up. But just remember, take if you, can, if you can access these, they can be really, really useful. And although they may not have the branding in them and so on, there's no reason why you can't, as I say, put them into Canva and create your own branded digital asset with a few different client selfies in you know you could have like you know this week's this week's favorite nails and just have a selection that you maybe ask clients to put their selfies um in an email to you or on a, on a pm so that you can use them and don't forget if they are going to be sharing those images online make sure you get them to tag you and get as much benefit as you can out of them sharing those selfies Hopefully that's given you a little bit of an insight into a few hints and tips that you can use to create slightly more professional images than maybe you already do. Um, or even if you are creating great images already, it may still give you a little bit of a, a something to think about around how you can maybe improve on what you are currently doing. Maybe you just need to invest in a, a short online course. Um, there's a lot of them around, you know, there's so many different places where you can pick that kind of stuff up that just gives you a few extra touches that are going to help you create better images that look more professional to you and look more professional to your audience as well and it will help to reflect your brand's unique style there's so many different quirky things that you could do with photography and you know and as much as you know we don't really want to use filters when we're trying to talk about transformational results but you you know there's no reason why you can't use filters on products and box you know the boxes of products and all that kind of stuff there's no reason why you can't be creative and remember that creating professional images not only enhances your online presence, but it's also going to showcase your industry as a professional sector. And it's so important that we do that in today's world. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and thank you again, as always, for tuning in. Hope that you found it valuable and that it inspires you just to lift your photography a little bit. You know, we can all, of course, go and find the funds to go and pay a professional photographer to do our brand photography and as I say I've used them and I've loved the work they've done for me but for so many of us especially when you're starting out your journey that's an expense that may be too much and on a day-to-day -day basis especially of like clients transformational experiences it may be quite a lot to keep getting that photographer in every day it's going to get a little bit expensive so just see how you can develop your photography skills so that you can give the best impression to your audience of what it is that you do and how professionally you do it. Join me on the next episode where we'll be continuing the conversation and looking at other areas in the industry that can help you grow as a professional and build your career. That's what the podcast is all about. So until then, stay inspired and I will see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. 
If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with fellow industry professionals that you think may enjoy the show. Links and further information can be found on the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. Here you can also find some downloadable free guides that you may find of use. You can also hear from me and join the inspiring Salon Professionals community on my Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.